Welcome to the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast, a no-nonsense show designed to help you punch fear in the face and create the life you've always dreamed of. Now, here are your hosts, Vince and Christian. Hey everyone, welcome back to Middle Class to Millionaires. I'm your host, Vince, with my co-host, Christian, and we have a special guest for you today. His name is R. Dyson Colley. I know him through a real estate program that we went through a couple years ago, I guess five or six years ago. Christian, how are you doing, sir? Good. How's everyone doing? Doing good. Good. Mr. Colley? Yes, sir. Doing well? I am. I am. Glad you guys have me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Appreciate your time. And um, we've got a lot to cover. So um, again, thank you for being on the show. Let's just get right into it and I'll kick it off to Christian and we'll get this thing going. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your upbringing. What do you do? What What's the, the R. Dyson Colley brand about? Uh, well, um, so my first name, my, um, born name is Royce. Uh, Dyson is my middle name. Of course, Kali is my last name. And so I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, born and raised. My upbringing, man, I was raised by a single mom. Me and my dad had a relationship, of course, but him and my mom were not together, um, through my upbringing. So I was, uh, raised by a single mom, always really been into entrepreneurship. Um, I remember seventh, maybe eighth grade. I remember buying um, candy bars from from the uh, candy store in my neighborhood and then taking them to school to sell them to other kids. So I think that was probably first start of my entrepreneurial journey. Since then, man, I've did uh, a multitude of things dealing with entrepreneurship. I'm now 42 years old. And right now I own a construction company. I have a home building company, which is kind of the basis for the brand. Uh, the R. Dyson, the gentleman, well, I call it the gentleman brand. Um, and that's a, a series of uh, products and resources catered around, you know, me being the uh, a home builder, entrepreneur, things like that. So the gentleman brand is something that I've created in the last year um, that allows me to be able to teach people things like home building, new construction, um, how to invest from new construction, how to invest in real estate, um, and some basic things about entrepreneurship to allow them to uh, start their own business and, and be on the road to success. Okay, awesome, awesome. And, and so at what point did you join the Navy? So I know your your prior service, correct? Yes, yes, I am. So um, I graduated um, high school in 1998. And I left for the military like two months later. So I graduated in, in May, I think. Um, and I graduated and went to the military in like June, I went to boot camp. And so this was I don't know, 20 something years ago now, but it was 1998. Um, I enlisted. I did about 10 years in the military. Then I got out, uh, did some some contract work for government, some government contractors doing IT work, which is my original background. So before I got into construction, real estate and home building, uh, I was a network engineer. And so did a lot of networking uh, jobs for Fortune 500 companies, a couple of government companies and things like that. And um, so that was my journey. 20 years of IT, got burnt out, got tired of it, wanted to do something different. I knew that real estate was one of those avenues where um, it created 
you know, I read this this article one time that Warren Buffett said um, there are more millionaires that were created by real estate than any other industry. And so that kind of, you know, struck a nerve in me. And I, I always wanted to dive in and get into real estate. And so when I got burnt out with IT, that's the field that I chose to go in and, and started um, doing real estate investing. And that's where I, I met Vince, actually. OK, Good deal. And and so what are the do you have any I mean, because we're all prior service. So is there anything that you specifically learned in your career, military career that has helped you succeed in real estate? Uh, you know what? One of the things that I think about a lot um, that I learned in the military is, you know, when you go to the military, they always teach you attention to detail. Right. Like one of those things where, you know, you're not only um looking out for yourself but you're looking out for for me in the navy we call them shipmates so you're looking out for the shipmate next to you like his life is 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 partially your responsibility as well and so one of those things about paying attention to detail making sure that everything is is in line your 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 i's are dotted your t's are crossed um just making sure that thing is things are are going according to plan and also one of the biggest things that i i try to take with me in life not just that i learned from the military but also throughout my entire life man is operating with integrity like i i'm not the type of person where um i'm going to do anything for a dollar or, or, or money or anything like that man i try to operate with the us utmost integrity as possible. I try to keep it, you know, as as uh, transparent with people as I possibly can and just do good business and try to build good relationships across the board. Awesome, man. That's that's, uh, you know, one of the things that you said was uh, attention to detail. I used to have an NCO who always used to say attention to detail will save your life in battle. So absolutely. One of the things yeah. I, I try to implement in my business as well is just being as detailed as possible. And when it comes to one of my favorite things in business is operations and processes and systems and being as detailed as possible leads to less things that like, for example, in Airbnbs, whenever you have an extremely detailed um, check in process, I, I made videos for for the for the uh, guest and they really cut down on the amount of questions I was getting from the from the guest as well. So just, you know, being able to systematize, uh, systematize that process. But but the details really matter. People really appreciate detail. Anytime you send somebody something that's extremely detailed when it comes to, for example, raising money uh, or presenting a business plan, if you give them something that's just super uh, bare with doesn't give any detail on how you're going to accomplish it, uh, what plans you're putting into place and uh, timelines and stuff like that, then you may most likely will find that they're not going to want to invest with you or or take part of your business so that that's a an extreme key yeah definitely um what what i've come to um to realize about that is man um you know being transparent with people it it builds a rapport it it allows um a level of trust to be created which in business nowadays most people are skeptical of doing business with people, period, right? Because, you know, you have people out there who are, um, you know, who have the wrong intentions. They're looking to burn people, looking to steal and, and things like that, man. So I try to keep it as apparent as, I mean, as transparent with people, as my with my clients, with my customers as possible, because I, I'm, a, I'm a relationship guy, right? So I like to build relationship with my clients, with my, you know, with my uh, customers, even with my subcontractors, man. Like I don't treat them like 
they're just workers. Like I know their families, like I know their wives' names and I go to kids' soccer games and things like that because, you know, I feel like I feel like in business that's part of success. And so if we can develop a trusting relationship that's built on integrity, I think we have, you know, the ability to to, you know, do great things together, man. And so that's how I, you know, that's how I operate. Well, you know, they say that uh relationships can get you into rooms that degrees can't. So there you go. That's Ooh. a fact. That was a bomb right there. Yeah, that's a fact. I like I want, that. I want to go back to one of the things you said, Christian, about uh, complacency. You know, when I was in Iraq in 2007, one of the things that they really harped on uh, and probably said to the annoyance of everyone, but it's really stuck with me too, though. Uh, like you said, is complacency kills. You know, every everyone, they, they encourage us not to get too comfortable in country. You know, uh, even though we were on a base, there was a chance that we could be bombed any day or, you know, get shot at any day. I think that translates not only into battle, but into life. You know, if we become complacent with our lives uh, and just, you know, are okay with the nine to five or just not achieving our dreams, uh, I think our dreams die. And then the dreams of our kids may die too, because they're not seeing us achieve our dreams, which may in turn cause them not to. So we have to really realize that our complacency doesn't just affect us. It affects our wives, our kids, uh, maybe people who look up to us. If you have younger siblings, like I have a 23-year-old brother, about to be 21-year-old brother, and a 22-year-old sister. And uh, they, you know, they, they really look up to me. And I, it's been really cool, some of the comments I get from them about, you know, the, the dreams that I've achieved or the things that I'm going for and how it kind of motivates them to go for their dreams too. And that's great because what if I wasn't doing that? Not to say they couldn't live up to their full potential, but it, it's and to not. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and to not like walk out your your dreams, it's almost like you're you're doing a disservice to, like you said, your kids or your your siblings or your family, your bloodline, uh, your legacy. I think a lot of people don't think about those things. Like they don't think about the you know their their legacy or or their family line. Like you know your your past family may have not come from anything, but you know you have the decision to to change that like today or tomorrow it it can be completely changed with one decision you make it could be it could be the one decision to join a a a group like maybe you guys did even though you guys didn't have maybe the the best experience but you <laughs> there's lessons to be taken from from those groups um yep and and what you did was you stepped out and and decided that I want to grow I want I want uh I want a different life I want something different so I may lose money here. I don't know. I won't find out till it happens, but I'm going to go ahead and take that step and, and, and make that change and not do the disservice to, you know, family, kids, wives, husbands, whatever. And, and yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the things, you know, commend you guys on that. So kind of going back to the beginning of the point that you, you were starting to make, I shared something from a, an Instagram account called mentality yesterday. Christian, you probably saw this. When I saw this, I, I don't really get uh, emotive. Like I don't, I, I don't like ooh and ah like out loud. I'll probably do it in my head. I'm not very you know uh, extroverted in that sense. But this one right here, I literally like mouthed, "Wow, this is so good." This thing, the quote was that they shared, "Your laziness is disrespectful to those who believe in you." Hmm. Bro, when that's I saw that, I got yeah, that's a nugget, man. Like. Man, that's so deep. It's only what is that seven, eight words, but it's so freaking deep. You know, your your laziness is disrespectful to those who believe in you. Again, so 
what if your mom or your dad or whoever, your wife, your kids believe in you, but you're complacent and you're lazy and you're just fine with whatever, you know, not achieving those dreams, man. Like you're doing, like Christian said, you're doing a disservice to the people who, who look up to you and who believe in you and who are rooting for you. To speak on that note, man, that, that was a powerful um, statement that you just said. And so I have a, a, a guy that I listen to uh, pretty frequently that deals in, you know, in stocks and, and things like that for, um, you know, he, he's predominant in the African-American culture for like stock investing and things like that. Um, and he goes by uh, the name Wall Street Trapper. And so um, I heard him say one time that this generation is the last hope for our parents' success. And mm. that kind of ties in to what you just said about the laziness and doing a disservice to people who believe in me. Like, you know, for me, my mom or dad didn't have money growing up. Like when I grew up, like my mom and dad didn't have money. I couldn't um, get everything that I wanted or I didn't have fancy clothes and we didn't live in a big house and things like that. And so, you know, um, to this day, one of my dreams is to actually build my mom a house, right? Um, Because, you know, for me, seeing everything that she went through to be able to make sure that my sibling and I um, got the things that we, you know, the things that we wanted, not the things that, not, not the things that we wanted, but the things that we needed and some of the things that we wanted, you know, it, it kind of in, in the industry that I I'm in now with home building and construction, it's just one of those things where it would really bring joy to my heart to be able to build my mom a home that she doesn't have to pay for because I've created an opportunity for myself to be able to give that to her. Right. And so when you talk about, you know, laziness and being a disservice, man, you really have to think about that. Like, I think one of the questions that I I think we'll get to, and I hope I'm not overstepping Christian, um, that you sent me was, was what, what is my why? Right two whys I have. One is I want time freedom, but the second one, I do what I do as a legacy builder, right? I want to be able to leave my kids something when I'm gone. Like, I don't care what it is, whether it's a a inheritance, whether it's, it's real estate. Um, I want to be able to leave them something. And so I do what I do for those two reasons, to create time freedom for myself and my family, to enjoy life the way it's supposed to be enjoyed, and then to be able to leave my kids something that they're going to value for a long time after I'm gone. That's really good, man. Um, so your why is for your, your mom, you want to buy her house, which I th- or build her a house, which I think is so cool. You know, one of the things that I want to do too for my mom is to be able to Either it's kind of the same thing as you. Now I wouldn't build because I'm not a builder, but to buy her. Right. I, I got you, man. I got okay. you. All right, I'll hit you up when I'm ready. Uh, I'll be in Tennessee though, so you have to come yeah. out there. We'll make it work. All right. Yeah, I want to, you know, buy her a house or pay off her car. How do you recommend other people uh, find their why? Like, what what's some advice for someone who um, may be wondering like what what their reason is for you know whatever their dreams are. If that makes and the, sense. And this will tie into our, the last episode we did where we talked about vision um, and, and how to find this, uh, find your vision, uh, because vision and your why are, are what going to pull you to accomplish these things that, you know, what may seem out, out of out of touch to some people. Uh, well, for me, man, I don't I don't want to kind of sway away from the question, but I am a I am a intentional person. Right. I believe in 
manifestation. I believe in um, self-awareness. I believe in uh, a lot of things that have to do with um, just your mindset, right? And so when it comes to your why, your, your why can be as simple as, I mean, you just, you know, like Vince said, a new car, that could be your why. But if that is your why, you have to be intentional in your thought to creating an environment to get to that why. There's not a day that goes by that I don't wake up and think about how am I going to get to the next level today? What is it that I can do today that's different from yesterday that will allow me to be able to take that next step or get to that next step? And it's really all about, it's all about what it is that you're attracting to you on a daily basis. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm one of those manifestation frequency type of guys. So I believe in that law of attraction really, really heavily. And I believe that you attract to you what it is that you desire based on your thought process, the desires of your heart and things of that nature. So if your why is to, to own a multi-million dollar company, you have to first off be intentional about what it is that you want, and then you have to take the action to go out and create it. Simple as that. And I would say one thing, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the law of attraction. I, I do see, I'll see a lot of people, I'm not saying you do this, but I see a lot of people will post stuff like, I will do this, or I will become this, or whatever you, you may, you know, say. Um, but then they do nothing about it. That, that kind of uh, you know, talk, you know, self-talk only works if you have action behind it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and and I'm, I'm sorry. What, what it, I mean, what it really boils down to is you can have whatever it is that you want. Um, I heard a quote by Earl Nightingale. He said that most people have a misconception about success. Success is when you want something and you take the action to go get it. It's not actually having the thing that you want. It's actually taking the action to go get the thing that you want. That's success, right? And so if you understand that every action is a step closer to what it is that you desire, all you have to do is keep taking action. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Christian and I were re-recorded an episode yesterday um, since we had to reschedule this one. And one of the things we talked about is it, it really is as simple as just taking action. You know, you write down your goals, you have your vision, your why, and then it's just small actionable steps. Like you don't have to, like I was saying yesterday when we recorded the show, which y'all would have heard on the, by the time this one comes out on the previous episode, you know, it's just as simple as, is writing things down. Like you don't have to think like, I want to be a millionaire tomorrow. Okay. Well, that's probably pretty unrealistic unless you, you know, have your one in 163 million chance of winning the lottery. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you got to take small steps to get yourself there and you don't need to beat yourself up if you fail. You know, I have in my Instagram bio, again, I said this on a previous episode. I don't know if this quote is mine, but I stole it as mine. Mistakes become failures only when we learn nothing from them. So, right. you know, if you fail, it's good. Okay. It's only a mistake or yeah, it's only a failure if you didn't learn from it. Okay. So if you tried uh, let's just say for me, I'll just use my example that I've talked about a gazillion times. You know, I tried house flipping. My first flip was a disaster because I had someone basically steal 30 grand. From me. But I learned a lot from that very expensive lesson. And so I went on to do way better. And I don't count that as a failure anymore. It was just a very expensive college course. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, doing flips or hiring the right people. The, the part about taking action is just don't you don't I was talking to someone about this actually today at lunch uh, about um, one of my siblings really wants to be successful and like now I'm like man that's awesome but like 
just take it one step at a time. Like write down some goals. Like you want to be a millionaire. Cool. Okay. Let's get you to the first hundred thousand in net worth. What can you do to get there? Yeah. Because you don't just become a millionaire overnight. It took from the time I started, it took five and a half years to get to where I am. Right. Christian got there a lot faster, which is awesome. But just write down like, okay, what can I do to create my first hundred thousand in net worth? I can buy a distressed house. I can fix it up. And, you know, depending on the current climate, you know, the house could, I could have, you know, hundred thousand dollars in equity. Okay. Well, there's your first hundred thousand. So it's just writing down steps and just working towards it. But, it, and, you know, and it still wasn't overnight for me. Uh, I think this yeah, I didn't gen- say it was overnight. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this, so this younger generation, they have this mentality, like they, they just want this instant gratification, right? Instead of the delayed gratification, like the delayed gratification is going to get you to the millions, to the billions. Uh, instant gratification is going to get you buying stuff that you can do overnight, like buying from the gurus that say, you know, make this overnight or become this overnight. Um, same thing with like, I always think about when I think about the instant gratification thing, I think about those uh, infomercials that sell like the six minute abs or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's I like, wish I could get six minute abs. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, are, come on. Are, are you really, do you really buy into that? That you're going to, you put this machine or whatever on you and you're going to get abs in six minutes? Like, bro, people do. And I've been, I've been working on abs for like six years. And <laughs> <laughs> they're not there yet, man. They're not, yeah, they're been, not there yet. So I'm going on 35 years of trying to get these bad boys yeah, out, but they like to hide abs. Or, that's, that's yeah. impossible at this point. So, I mean, <laughs> If you really like just take a step back and and start and just understand the whole delayed gratification thing and it takes time. Look at the the guys that are billionaires today. Like majority of them it's taken 20 years. I mean, Warren Buffett's been at it for what 60 years. Like it, it's Oh, not, forever. And his his philosophy is always like he buys businesses that he can understand that are very simple that are not like, you know, he buys good businesses is his philosophy. But he's done the same thing for 60 plus years. And, and it's it's not like I don't know what it is about this generation, but it, it's not going to happen overnight. And if you continue to believe it is, you're going to continue spinning in circles like a little hamster, you know? Yeah. Well, even these overnight sensations that we think are overnight sensations, these are people who have been chipping away, right, chipping, away chipping away and chipping away. And then we just see the result of their success because it happened. We happen right. to see it overnight. They're not actually overnight successes. And they become so you a they become part of the limelight, right? Because yeah, and you have your people who 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 maybe do have a viral video that gets them, you know, going. But dude, honestly, that's like you can probably count the amount of people that has happened to, but on maybe two hands. And right? and then and then you have to even understand too with that the viral video. How many other videos that they okay. put out before that one viral video Truth. became a success? It was probably 300, 400 videos before then. Like, right. So what I do, man, when I get into, you know, that state to where I'm feeling down on myself about my progress, because I, I, I honestly I beat myself up a lot, man, because I'm 42 and I feel like I should have been a millionaire, like a multimillionaire, like years ago, like 35. Right. And so what I always think about is this man, Colonel Sanders started KFC at 74 years old, Come on, 74 years old, man. And so when I, when I get down on myself about where I am and you know, how much money my company's making and things like that, I think about Colonel Sanders and him creating a, a lifelong legacy in business at 74 years old. I don't know what he did between being born in 74, but 74 years 
and he finally made it. So, you know, that kind of brings me comfort, man, and lifts me up, and and I just keep going. And that's yeah, a good Dude. reminder because uh, Sam Walton, who's the founder of Walmart, if you don't know, uh, he started when he was uh, 50 or 50-something years old. Wow. Uh, so at the end of the day, it's, you know, I think, first of all, we should – we have – in society today, we have this – tendency to compare ourselves to other people in reality oh, you should yeah. be compare yourself to who you were yesterday yep. you know uh, mm. and are you be, better than you like were yesterday. exactly exactly yeah, i like that yeah like uh another person who we all know everyone and their mom knows this guy morgan freeman didn't get his first big break until he was 49 years old oh wow i didn't know 49, that dude like yeah, and he i didn't know every, that yeah everyone who knows who morgan freeman is you know he voice he voiceovers everything and he's just you know, I don't, I don't know how old he is right now. I'd have to Google his. He's like, you know, man, Morgan Freeman's like 100. He's, he's 85 <laughs> years old. So he just turned 85 this year. So he's only been going at it, you know, or been famous for 30, what is that, 36 years. But it took him until 49. This was back in uh, 86. I think that's right, if I'm doing the math correctly. So he first started, I, I'm researching this right now as we're talking. He first started acting back in 71. So it took mm-hmm. him 15 years of acting, which we all know is really hard work to get into to get famous. Right. 15 years of going at it before he finally caught his big break, and now he's a household name. Right. And you right. think about you it, know? how many people would have quit at year one? Like oh, bro, 90, I 99% of population <laughs> would have quit at year one and be like, this is not for me. It's not in the cards for me. Make right. an excuse or whatever. And, and then just quit. I mean, I see it all the time. Yeah. Well, see, that I, goes back to that. That goes back to that thing. You know, what type of mindset do you have? One of the thing, one of the things about manifestation and and the law of attraction that I live by is you have to believe in yourself. Number one, like you have to believe that you're meant to do what it is that you want to do and that it's possible. But number two is you have to believe that the universe is always conspiring for your good. So regardless of how long it takes, regardless of um, what obstacles you have to face, like Vince said, you look at it as a, as a, as a learning lesson. So you never fail. You just, you just learn. Right. And so if you take that and you, you bundle that with the self-belief and, 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 and killing all doubt that you have about where you're going, man, there's nothing that can stop you at the end of the day. Like, and, and I wake up with that every day, like, man, I am meant to do this. I know that things are working in my favor, regardless of, you know, things that happen. Cause like Vince, man, I've had contractors steal $50,000 from me Jeez. and that, and that could have, that could have killed me in real estate. Like, you know, and, and half of that 50,000 was 25 that I owed to another investor that I had to pay back out of my pocket. Right. Wow. And so, you know, it's either one of those things where you believe that you're meant to do what you're doing or you, you give up and you quit, man. And I, I I've never been a quitter my whole life, man. So, man, that's good. I want to go back to one thing we were talking about, um, about Christian, I think you were talking about how, uh, you know, these things take time, like Warren Buffett. And uh, I am going to go to the Bible for this one. Proverbs thirteen eleven says, wealth gained hastily, which means fast, will dwindle. But whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Mm. Man, yeah. Proverbs is full of, of good stuff about business and, and, and building wealth. And, and wealth, yeah. Things. I have a whole note in my phone. The good um, wisdom book. Yeah, for the verses about wealth. Um, and money that are in Proverbs, dude, there are so many, and we think that money is evil. Money is not evil. The love of money is, is evil. Is a, difference. Right. a lot of people take that, that's, what's the scripture uh, about the eye of a needle? 
It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Hmm. Okay, go. So people bring that up all the time, right? And what they uh, what they don't realize is they take it out of context and and fail to see that that man specifically idolized the money, right? So the way I see money, uh, money is just a tool. I don't idolize money, right? It's not like I'm, I have stacks of money all over my house, like framed and everything like that. Uh, I see. Yeah, it, I don't wipe my butt with twenty. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. No, I mean the way I see it, it's a tool, and and just like a shovel, right? If you know how to use a shovel. You're going to be able to dig a hole and, you know, fill whatever the hole with whatever you need to build. Um, uh, same thing for whatever tools you use to build a house. If you don't have the main tools to build a house, uh, like a nail gun, you, you're not going to be able to frame the house. So if you learn how to use the tool property uh, properly, you're going to be able to build and continue to build and build and build. Um, but a lot of times people mix up the viewpoint of, of wealth and greed and all that stuff specifically in Christianity. But uh, that's just my two cents on it. Yeah, sure. Well, let's, uh, let's kick it to the next question uh, we got for you. So this one might be a tough one, but it's okay. All right. What is the biggest challenge you face in life and how did you overcome it? What lessons did you learn? The biggest challenge, man, for me that I think I've faced in life is uh, like self-confidence, right? So um, I come from an urban community, right? Um, where you don't see a lot of success, right? You don't see a lot of uh, successful people in, in, in my neighborhood. And so just believing that I'm supposed to be a millionaire, believing that I'm supposed to have a successful business, believing that I'm supposed to be happy, believing that I'm not supposed to be a statistic, like just overcoming all of the society given stereotypes of, of where I come from and just kind of overcoming to myself the, the, the belief that, that I, I'm not supposed to have that. And so that's one of the biggest challenges in my life, even to, even to today, man, like I've built, um, I've built upward of, uh, about 50 something houses in the last four, four to five years. And, you know, still believing that this is what I'm supposed to do, still believing that I'm supposed to be in the position I'm in right now um, is still sometimes a challenge for me. And so I overcome it, man, just by looking back at my past, like like past reflection, like seeing, you know, other obstacles that I've been through and, and, and kind of doing uh, self realization of where I come from. Right. And, and just never, you know, allowing myself to be in a point to where I can say it's okay for me to give up. Right. I, it, you know, whatever it is at the end of the day, no matter how tough that day is, when I wake up tomorrow, I have to keep going. And so for me, my biggest challenge has been just, just self, you know, self-confidence, man, just believing that, you know, I, I, I am who God made me to be in that, um, I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing and creating the success that I'm creating for myself. That's so good. That reminded me, uh, I don't know why, but I just, I got, I just finished listening to uh, hustle harder, hustle smarter by 50 cent. Mm. Mm. How is that? By the way, I was going to buy that. Uh, I think that's recent. Cause he talks about some stuff that's pretty recent. Mm. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to Google it while we're on the phone or on this interview here. Two years old. Yep. Okay. Bro, such a good book. You know, 50 came from kind of the kind of the same scenario. I mean, obviously, I mean, I think I think most people know his story, but he he came right. from you know, the same type of uh 
neighborhood and man he just he just knew that he was destined to be something different and he he fought through so many obstacles you know to get there i was just talking to christian about it the other day i was telling him about this book trying to get him to read it man 50 stories so good you got to check that book out for, for everyone listening right now i think i recommended a couple episodes ago but hustle harder hustle smarter by 50 cent curtis jackson so good um, so where do you see yourself in five to ten years what goals do you have Man, five to ten years, man. I I, I want to be I want to be in a position where I've given I'm giving back to the community. I'm helping people succeed in their entrepreneurial journeys. Um, I'm creating millionaires. Like I want to be in a position also with my home building company to where we we're building subdivisions, um, affordable housing. Uh, custom homes throughout the United States. Like right now we're building in five counties in Dallas. And so we're expanding. I just want to be able to be, you know, a, a positive impact in the community where I'm giving back, I'm adding value to people's lives um, and just growing, you know, growing personally, growing spiritually, creating that time freedom that I desire, more of the time freedom that I desire and you know, just just on the on the right path to solidifying that legacy for my kids that I spoke about earlier. I love that. So your time for your your why, really your deep deep why, is your kids time freedom with them. Yeah, that's it, man. Like, um, so I have I have three kids. My oldest daughter just turned twenty two. I have a middle daughter that's seventeen, and then I have a son that's twelve. And so my two daughters are a little older, and my son is is kind of the one now that. Um, still needs a lot of the attention. And so just being able to, you know, like just up until recently, man, I had never taken all my kids on a trip together. And so this year was the first year where I've been in a position successful enough, had enough money to be able to take them on a trip. And so this summer, man, we went on two vacations. We went to Disney World and then I took them on like a seven day cruise, um, you know, around the around the Caribbean, man. And it was like, the greatest feeling to me to be able to enjoy that time with my kids, to be able to to allow them to experience something that they've never experienced before. And I didn't have to worry about how it was going to get paid for, if I could afford it and things like that. And so, you know, that's why I do what I do. And, you know, I want to continue to build my uh, my brand based around that. And I want to continue to build, you know, my businesses based around that. I love it. That's so good. That's so good. Everyone probably hears to the annoyance, but my why is, is my kids, you know, and time freedom. I love that you say time freedom. A lot of people want financial freedom, and that's awesome. I think you can want that uh, in, in conjunction with time freedom. But I think, like Christian and I said on the last episode that will air, or, you know, that we recorded yesterday, but it will air before this one. We were talking about that time is the most valuable asset. It's the one thing that we can never get back. You know, we can always make more money, but we can never get back more time. Definitely. And I really believe that the more time you have, the more money you can make. Yep. That's just Christian my that. Very true. Christian, Christian jokes that I'm semi-retired. <laughs> yeah. Like the more time that you have, man, the more time you have to be creative in your thought process. Right. When see for me as a builder, man, I, I do this like by myself. Like I don't have a secretary. I don't have an assistant. I don't have a project manager. So every job site that I'm currently building a house on, I have to make sure that that house is getting built. And so for me, it's a lot of thought and a lot of time that I spend trying to make sure these houses get built. And so um, I love what I do. Like, I, I don't mind being the guy to do what I do. But I, I feel like when I have more time, 
then I could expand the brand more because my thought process will not be wrapped up into the next job or the, the next site, right? I can have time to sit and create a plan for what the next big thing is going to be dealing with my business. So I, I think more time creates more money. And, and that's the next level that you want to get to, right? So you, you may have to suck it up for the first year or two years, three years, whatever, how many years building up what you're building up. So you can get to a point to where you can start uh, replacing, taking yourself out of the business. So you basically, instead of working in the business, now you're working on the business and, and take yourself out of that. So you can think, grow, expand, scale, uh, hire, whatever it is to, to grow. And, and that's where you want to be. So to wrap up uh, the show here, what advice would you give to someone who's just getting started? Uh, maybe they have an idea. They just don't know where to begin. Where would you point them? Um, well, it depends what I, what I, would say is find someone in that industry in that field that you know that is doing it um a mentor or someone who has experience in that to me is always the best option so when i first started building houses i built my first house i had no prior experience of home building but what i did have was an older gentleman who had built houses for like 35 years and he kind of helped me through my first home build. He didn't give me everything, but he gave me enough to get the house built. And so without him, I think I probably I probably would have lost, and I didn't lose money, but I was $19,000 over budget on my first house. And I think without his guidance and his you know support in getting the house built, I probably would have um, been over a lot more. So for somebody who's just starting out, I would say find somebody that you can talk to that is in the same field that you're in, the same industry or doing the same thing that you're in and and just kind of see if you could you could get some information out of them. How did they get started? What are the first steps that you need to take? Um, you know, and things like that. Most most things come with just an understanding and an idea of what that industry or what that field or what that service entails. And then, you know, you get started from there. You just create, you know, you just create a stairwell to learning more about that that industry every day yeah that's good and and one thing i want to mention uh, yesterday we talked about uh or i brought up uh it's called analysis paralysis so it's basically getting stuck you know maybe you're in the midst of analyzing a deal and then you, you start kind of uh doubting yourself or whatever the case um you know a lot there's like for example i I didn't necessarily have like a mentor. Uh, the first thing I did was, was was with Vance. We flipped our first house. So he already had been flipping houses. Um, but mostly after that, especially when I got into commercial real estate, um, it was reading books and, and self-education. But I think there's definitely value in finding a mentor. And now I'm at a point to where, uh, you know, I'm, I've stepped back for a quick second. I'm back in learning mode. And now trying to find a mastermind group or, or a mentor or whatever the case is to now get to, to help me get to the next level. Um, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't take advantage of that at first, but now, now I am cause there's definitely value in finding a mentor. So if you're, if you find yourself stuck in, in the analysis paralysis stage or just having a hard time, like, um, getting started, maybe consider finding a mentor, someone who for one is willing to, take you on because a lot of business individuals, a lot of business owners don't necessarily have the time to, to mentor somebody. So you have to be respectable of their time for one, make sure that they're uh, willing to take you on uh, as a mentee 
And, and three, don't just uh, come up and, and, you know, try to take from them. What can you bring to them? Like, uh, can you provide free labor here or there? Can you help them maybe be a secretary for a few months for free uh, on your off time? Like, see how you can bring value to them first. And, and then, you know, you can discuss how, how they can help you out as well. That's, that's what I would suggest anyway. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So that's awesome. That's, that's great. Mentors. Great. Uh, definitely get one if you, if you find yourself stuck and then what, what's your favorite book on business or wealth, uh, that you've read or listened to whatever, man, I, um, I like a few actually, man, but one of my uh, favorite books is the alchemist. Um, I really, I really think that the book, the alchemist has uh, a lot of hidden gems in it. Um, and so that's one of the books that I, I really kind of refer to a little bit when I, you know, when I think about different stuff. Um, but then you have, uh, some books that I'm getting, I'm getting into now, like millionaire mindset. Um, I'm almost through with that one, Uh, millionaire mindset. Um, the, uh, what is it by, um, T Harv Eker is the one for the, is, are you talking about secrets of the millionaire mind? Uh, is it secrets of the millionaire mind? Yeah, I think it's secrets of the millionaire mind. I have to pull it up on my, um, on my Kindle, the secrets of the millionaire mind, um, the millionaire next door, the alchemist, and then the laws of intention or something like that by Dwayne Dyer. I have to pull it back up again, but those are books that I I really like. So one thing I want to bring up is that, you know, you, you, you guys listening may have heard tons of different podcasts on business and real estate. Uh, the bigger pockets podcast often has one of their ending questions is, you know, favorite books on, on real estate and building wealth. And, and a lot of them tend to say some of the same books. You always hear rich dad, poor dad, right? Uh, secrets of a millionaire mind. Um, you know, um, the, the, uh, never split the difference. There's tons and tons of books for our work week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for our work week, yeah, exactly. There's a reason that so many people are recommending the same books. That means that the books are life changing. The books are going to do something for you that, that, you know, uh, just maybe formal education might not get you. If the same books are the same people or a bunch of people are recommending the same books, maybe, Go buy some of these books and read them, right? Right. It's definitely going to... I've read tons of books that have changed my life, like literally, financially, spiritually. There's tons of books out... Like books are probably top tier. I mean, they're one of the best things you can you can do to, to really streamline your success. Yeah. And uh, back to the mentor thing. Like your mentor doesn't even have to be... Um, I know I'm backtracking. Your mentor doesn't have to be someone in person. You know, you can have a mentor from afar. I, I really like Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, Gary V, Sean Whalen. These are guys that I may never meet. I follow a lot of what these guys put out. You know, I don't have to necessarily agree with everything, but I'm watching and I'm learning what they're doing, how they're speaking. You know, one of the things that I want to do for our podcast, I love I love the way Ed Milet interviews people. He's such a good listener and he asks such good questions. So oftentimes before we record with uh, guests like yourself, I'll, I'll listen to one of Ed's shows and just kind of see what questions he's asking, how he how he pries from them to get certain answers, you know, to kind of help the listeners. So, you know, Ed, without him knowing it, he's mentoring me on um, becoming a better speaker, which I've always been terrified of being. Um, Sean Whalen, is, uh, he's a beast in his own right. He, he I'm already, you know, I, I talked to Christian about this the other day. I'm an Enneagram 8. Sean Whalen probably definitely is an Enneagram 8 very uh hard charger type 
Sean is probably a little bit more, uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way, a little bit more harsh than I might be. But there are things that you can learn from him about the business that he's building, the brand that he's building. So again, like your mentor doesn't have to be someone who is physically in person with you. Right. It can be someone that you observe from afar and that you learn from. And there's one thing I want to say too. Like, so there's tons of business books out there. There's tons of books on on anything out there, right? And you may you may not necessarily agree with everything the book has to say, but you take out the gems from the book and apply them to your business. You take out what's important, what can be applied, and what can't. You just spit it out. I mean, it, it's it's not going to kill you to read some of these books. You know, a lot of people don't like Grant Cardone, for example, but he has some good business advice at times. I mean. There are some things that he does that I don't agree with or things he says I don't agree with, but there are some things I do like. Uh, and so I'll, right. I'll take it and apply it to my business and whatever doesn't work for me, I don't apply it. It's that simple, right? I think too, man, You like you said, you have to take what applies to you. I've heard a couple people use this, this saying. I've heard um, Tony Robbins use it. I've heard Jim Rome use it. It says success leaves clues, right? So these guys who are writing these books and, you know, who, who are in their own right successful, like they got there doing something. So, you know, they're giving you enough information that if you just kind of pay attention to it and kind of hone in on the things that work for you, like you can create success from those things, right? Like, you know, you can, you can create success, man. Like there are a couple guys that I listen to, um, in the, in the urban culture, that man, they drop gems for me, like, and I use it and and apply it to my business, and it, it, I mean, it, it allows me to be able to to have doors open for me. So, I mean, you take what you you take what you need, and kind of discard the rest, but don't throw it away. You get what I'm saying? Yep, hundred percent. And my buddy Jamal, who we're gonna have on the show in a couple of weeks, he, he he does this when he reads. Um, Christian likes to read on normal speed and absorb everything, and that works for him. I like to read on one and a half speed uh, to just get through the book. And if something catches my ear, I'll write it down. Jamal actually likes to physically read books. But what he does is he'll basically speed read. He'll, he'll try to go through it as fast as he can. And if he sees something that jumps out at him, then he'll write it down. So there's all kind of techniques that you can use. And everyone obviously learns differently. It's just finding what works for you. And then, like you said, taking the good with the bad, you know, we don't have to necessarily agree with everything that Dave Ramsey says, but there are some good things that Dave says. I and mean, I hate to say it. But. <laughs> no, he does. He, there's some things he does say that can be applied, you know? Yeah. Me and Royce, that's a little inside joke. Me and. Oh, Chris, no problem. We, we okay. give Dave uh, his. We give his, him a hard um, time sometimes. His writers on Facebook a hard time. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just a little inside thing. But anyway, yeah, you just take the good with the bad, you know, just with anything in life. You, you know, you, you don't have to. If you, if you surround yourself with people who agree with every single thing or whatever, you're just in this echo chamber and you're never learning anything, right? Man, I, we want to honor your time. Thank you so much for being on this show. Oh, um, no problem, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. Yeah, we appreciate you. and uh, I manifested I, this, Vince. I manifested this. <laughs> yeah, who, who would have thunk that, uh, man, shoot, TRA was what? Five, five and a half years ago, six years ago, something yeah, like that? Yeah, about six or seven years ago. That we'd be doing a podcast together, but yeah, here we are. Here we are, man. Well, here we, we uh, yeah, we thank you for your time. Yeah, Hope everyone you. who is listening that you pulled something from this. If you didn't, well, what, your ears are broken and you need to go back and listen to it because this was good. <laughs> listen, and, and like I said, uh, not everything in this podcast will apply to you. Take what applies to you and your business 
and then run with it, right? Not everything we say is going to be applicable to your business and your model and whatever, but take the gyms. Yep. Any closing thoughts? Is that it? I think that's it. All that's right. It, man. Thank you, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one. This episode of the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more tips and strategies on entrepreneurship, life, and business to help you create the life you've always dreamed of. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content on planet Earth.